We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we go behind the headlines. The Kavanaugh hearing in Washington has repeatedly drawn comparisons to the hearings on the nomination of Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court. He was accused by a former female co-worker, Anita Hill, of sexual harassment. Margie Freival, longtime Post-Dispatch editor and reporter and former news editor here, covered those 1991 hearings and wrote a very insightful column then. She joins me in studio. Margie, great to see you again. Good to see you, Don. They produced those 91 hearings quite a revelation in your mind, didn't they? Yes, they did. What, what was that all about? Well, it, it became clear to me that what was really going on was a, a pretty um, bare-knuckles power struggle. And some of the uh, way that power operates in our society became uh, more obviously visible than it usually is. Yeah. You, you're going to read a, a short excerpt from your column, and I think that will detail what we're going to be talking about. So, so go ahead and read that if you okay, would. Okay. I'll read, I'll read the beginning of the column here. Good. You might think that the allegations against Clarence Thomas set off such a firestorm because they're about sex. But like almost everything else that matters in politics and public policy, the real issue is power. Power linked with sex is what makes sexual harassment such an explosive, uh, explosive subject for women. And many of them exploded with outrage last week when the Senate appeared ready to brush aside allegations that the Supreme Court nominee had harassed Anita Hill. Many men in the Senate, including Missouri Republican John C. Danforth, thought the primary danger lay in giving power to an accusation they believed to be false. As the issue rippled through the country, other men, too, wondered if they could be falsely accused. But most women reacted out of a sense of their own lack of power. We know we are vulnerable to sexual harassment, and we need the power to fight back. No federal regulation can give it to us if someone as well-spoken, well-groomed, and well-respected as Hill is not taken seriously. For women not yet schooled in the uses and abuses of power, the controversy offered some brutal lessons. And of course, all through this Me Too movement of the last many months, that's been borne out again and again, that the victims have always been victims of very powerful men. Yes, yeah, that's true. And things haven't changed much when it comes to hearings uh, for Supreme Court nominations, as we have been learning. Well, they changed... In some respects, I think it's no longer acceptable to um, vilify the accuser in the same way, although um, yesterday we saw that they substituted Dianne Feinstein as the evil woman Mm -hmm. and attacked her. Um, But what they did with the information uh, was pretty much the same. Yeah. you attended the hearings in 91, and you watched uh, most of the day yesterday, from what I understand. I did. It, b- beyond what you've just said, what struck you about uh, the, the whole format? Well, I, they were both uh, wrenching experiences for me, just as a person, to watch them. Um, yesterday, I kept thinking, what is, this, what is this hearing for? I think we all went into it thinking it would clarify mm-hmm some facts, but it clearly wasn't set up to clarify facts. Um, So I think in both cases, it was um, an acknowledgement that something had to be done 
publicly to address these allegations. Um, but also in the backdrop, there was this freight train roaring ahead to uh, continue with the nomination. It looks like that's going to happen. I mean, the, the vote is assured now in the committee, and the numbers uh, don't bode well for uh, killing the nomination in the full Senate. Yeah, I'd bet on on his passage. Yeah. Another part of uh, of yesterday's events was the fact that uh, Dr. Ford, you know, apparently performed very, very well during the morning. Everyone said she was just a terrific witness. But before the day was over, she was no longer the victim. He was. Yes. Yeah. What do yes. you make of that? I mean, that's just more of the same. I, I saw a cartoon that said, uh, we believe you, we just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's exactly right. I think it's, we believe you, we care, but we're going to do what we're doing anyway. Yeah. The FBI uh, probably not going to be called in, even though most of the morning today, from what I could see, uh, as the committee met once again, the Democrats were asking for the FBI investigation, and that's uh, just not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. And there there was talk of the uncertainty about what happened, but the logical next step would be to have someone try to investigate. But that's not going to happen. And and uh, with uh, Judge Kavanaugh, uh, going back in, in in his record and the way that he was involved in the uh, in in the uh, case, I'm just drawing a blank now. The, uh, the in the in the Ken Starr in the Ken Starr investigation, investigation yes. with the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, uh, it's a different kettle of fish for for him now in terms of what he wants and what he wanted then and what he wants now or doesn't want now. Yeah, well, it was. Uh, I thought extraordinary when he brought that up in a in a very um, belligerent way, mm. and uh, um, the the his statement became very partisan, very angry, uh, very emotional. Uh, I did not expect any of those things from someone who's trying to establish mm. his uh, judicial tem- temperament, but I think he was speaking to a different audience. I think a lot of people will be speculating as to what this is going to done, uh, what this is going to do to the the women's vote in uh, the midterm elections. I I think so, and uh, you know, I oddly I think whoever loses on the confirmation is going to be energized in November much more than the side that wins. Yeah. In your column from uh, 1991, you mentioned uh, Senator, then-Senator Danforth's name. Yes. And uh, that's deja vu all over again because he's been uh, commenting on this particular case. He has, and he uh, feels very badly about the way Brett Kavanaugh has been treated. So it's more of the same. That more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, in that respect, I think uh-huh. so. What, what else are you taking away from all of this before we say goodbye? Um, I, I just think it's, you know, a lot of things have changed, and yet when you get right to the bottom line and people feel their power threatened, uh, they take off the gloves and do what they think they need to do to get their way. Yep, still obviously very much uh, in evidence yesterday. Margie Freivogel, thank you for sharing a few minutes with us and your thoughts on what happened in 1991 and what is happening uh, as we speak, just about. Good to talk to you, Tom. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.